be honest. <laughs> but don't do that gosh darn thing people tend to I will be brutally honest with you. Right. Because brutal is not honest. Brutal is hurtful. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson returns to share part two of Ben Franklin's tips on how to live a virtuous life and what it means for relationships. Stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and self-promote here. I've co-authored my first book. It's called Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. And it's part biography, part self-help, part leadership book, and a part sports story. And it's very inspirational. It tells the story of the UCLA gymnastics head coach, Valerie Condos Field, who has become one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history. Yet, she never did gymnastics. In fact, she's never even played competitive sports in her life. She was a professional ballerina. As you can imagine, she has an amazing story and she is an amazing person. And I'm really proud of the book that we have put together. It's out now wherever books are sold. And again, it is called Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. Oh, and if you read it, please leave a review or email to let me know what you think. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the brilliant, the lovely Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, It's great to have you on. Noelle, for those tuning in for the first time, is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad is the author of many, many best-selling books, including Your Man is Wonderful, also Dangerous Relationships. Her most recent book is Happy, Healthy, Dead. You can get this information and much more at her website, noelnelson.com, and of course at our website, hitchmag.com. All righty, Noelle, we are uh, going to continue on a topic that we have previously discussed, which are Ben Franklin's virtues, and this is part deux. Um And so we were talking about how Ben Franklin's virtues, uh, how they can contribute to your marital happiness. And so I suppose the first thing I should ask you is, would you recap for us briefly what good old Ben's virtues are all about? I'd be happy to. I must say, I was more than a little surprised when I found myself this interested in Ben Franklin's virtues, because, you know, just the title sounds so old-fashioned. Right. (laughs) But... The dude, really, he had a lot going for him. He became extremely successful in his day and age, and he attributed his success to his developing 13 core virtues, what we would now probably call character traits Mm -hmm. or habits, if you will. And he did this assiduously. He would pick one virtue and work on it for, I don't know, weeks, months, and then he'd pick another one and so forth. And as I was reading them, I thought, dang, this would work really, really well in a marriage. Because as you'll see, these virtues apply to success in any realm. And applying them to happiness in marriage uh, became um, something really fun and educational, if you will, for me to do. So, uh, last podcast, we went over four of them. Right. And I'm all geared up to give four more, if I may. Okay. And the first one would be, Sincerity. So here's specifically what good old Ben says. Use no hurtful deceit. Think innocently and justly. And if you speak, speak accordingly. 
Them is fancy words for the following. Mm -hmm. Be honest. (laughs) But don't do that gosh darn thing people tend to, I will be brutally honest with you. Because brutal is not honest. Brutal is hurtful. Mm -hmm. And so basically what he's saying is, yes, absolutely, communicate what's real for you. Okay, we know that's basic to any good marriage. But be aware of the impact that you have with your words. And it's interesting, when I read this, Steve, I couldn't help but think that, as you know, one of the other hats I wear is as a trial consultant. Uh Um, I prepare people basically for their day in court. And the first thing I, I say, and I must say it a thousand times when I'm helping someone know how to speak up in a courtroom, which believe me is very nerve wracking and all the rest is, for heaven's sakes, think first. Think how your words are going to be received. Think. And I would say that this be honest in your words thing from Ben Franklin is basically the same as think first. If you want to complain about something to your partner, you want to criticize something, you want to point out something you'd like differently, any of those things that verge on the negative or are outright negative is, for heaven's sakes, think of the impact. And then as best you can, I mean, we're human, we, we flounder and so forth, but as best you can, then try to be kind in how you frame the whatever mm-hmm. that you have to say. I like that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Or, well, that- and the other thing is, you know, people think that if they have something negative to say, then they either should be quiet or lie, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be, you know, frank. But th- those aren't good options, not in a marriage. You don't want to lie about who you really are or what you really want in a marriage because it it falsifies the basis of your relationship. So, as long as you kind of school yourself to thinking about how you're going to express whatever it is, you can then be honest, Mm -hmm. just not brutally. So, yeah. I think that's that's really good because I I know people in my life who – they think it's like a badge of honor that they're quote unquote brutally honest and mm. they think that the, like the the hard truth is what is like the medicine that people need but i i love your point that it doesn't have to be that way you can be truthful no. without being hurtful and that's something that people should be rec- should recognize yes and honestly that thing that we have inside our, our skulls called the brain is there for a reason and if you're willing to just think first, it sounds so obvious, but it's not, especially when people are upset or otherwise, you know, commotioned. But to take a moment, just a moment to think mm-hmm. about what the impact's going to be really makes a difference. Yeah. I liked your helpful, not hurtful. That's nice. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> uh, I was actually online, I don't know, a couple weeks ago where somebody, uh, a friend of mine posted just a just a question that was like what the hell is mindfulness uh like they were frustrated because <laughs> i kept hearing people talk yeah. about being mindful of things and yeah. i was just like yeah oh this is really important uh like that the fact that people still don't quite grasp that concept or even understand what that means sure. uh is really sure. interesting to me so um okay so we have a new set of virtues uh do you want to go through this round of virtues for us Well, yes, I would love to. The second one that I want to talk about is called justice. Okay. And 
again, Ben's words are going to sound very old-fashioned, but that's all right. Stick with me here. Wrong none by doing injuries or omitting the benefits that are your duty. Now, what he means by that, wrong none by doing injuries, is, okay, so you want a new set of golf clubs, and you just go out and buy them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've just done injuries of the family budget. There was another way of getting golf clubs which we all know, and I'm not going to rehash endlessly, which is sit down with your spouse and talk about how do we manage to get the golf clubs and to get the new refrigerator or whatever it is that's you know sitting there, big expense in the budget. But sometimes we impulsively, because we're fed up or frustrated, you know, you had a, one of those days either at work or with the family, and you just don't want to do whatever your chore is, your assigned duty. And so you shine it on. Well, You can't really do that and expect your marriage to remain healthy. What you can do is, you know, text your mate or phone or whatever it is, however you like to communicate, say, I've had it. I've just had it today. It's been a just god-awful day. So, do you mind? Can we find some other way to feed the family tonight? Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. You know, but again, communication is, is at the root of this stuff and recognizing that Yes, I know. Recognizing that what you do, just like what you say, what you do has impact and to be aware of that. That's, I love that too, because so many times, uh, Jess and I, we will, we will be in that situation where we know we have the particular certain responsibility and we've had one of those days and it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm overwhelmed or I can't do it today. You know, do you mind if I do this tomorrow? Do you mind if I do laundry tomorrow instead of tonight or whatever? And just mm-hmm. being, just communicating that changes the entire yeah. dynamic, right? Because then the expectation of course it does. shifted. Right. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. And you know, you're with someone who loves you. They're yes. not going to ding you because you had an overwhelming day. Right. They've had overwhelming days. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so. They'll, they'll be willing to cut you some slack, but but only if, as you say, they're forewarned and, okay, now we can work something out. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. The second half of the justice thing, according to Franklin, is or omitting the benefits that are your duty. Now, what he means by that is, look, if you said you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, if you have an agreement with your spouse that you do the laundry on Thursday nights, then guess what? Do the laundry on Thursday nights or... Ben wisely says elsewhere, renegotiate the agreement. Mm-hmm. None of this stuff is set in stone. Right. But it is set in communication. Yeah. That's so, so good because I do think that people will often think like, well, this is the way it is. And it's like, well, who's creating the rules? Mm-hmm. You are creating those rules. So there you that's, go. that's a great point. And then – I think that something really important is that rules are not so much within a marriage, okay? We're we're really talking about marriage. Within a marriage, rules are not made to be broken. They are made to be adapted to situations and situations change. Uh Because often what will happen is that people say, well, we agree to this, so why aren't you doing it? And it's like, yes, I know we agreed to this, but at the time, um, I was working part-time, and now I'm working full-time, and blah, blah. So, Situations change and rules need within a marriage to be thought more of as guidelines. And agreement is my favorite word mm-hmm. because it says exactly what it means. It's something that you two sat down and agreed on. Therefore, you can sit down and agree on something different. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, mm. So, I mean, sincerity, 
holds a big place in any marriage. Uh, you, that's just justice. So we've just we've justice. we've gone on from there. Uh-huh. So what's so next? the next one is another one of those lovely old words, tranquility. Okay. <laughs> now he does not mean sit in lotus position and zen out. Although I'm pretty sure people did that in his in his day, but nonetheless, what Ben means by tranquility is, I quote, be not disturbed at trifles or at accidents common or unavoidable. Now, I like this one because if in case nobody's noticed, which I'm sure everybody has, life seems to just be getting more and more complex and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so there are there is stuff unexpected that happens all the time. I mean, all the time. Stuff doesn't work. Stuff falls apart. You can't find stuff. Stuff went and bit you. I mean, stuff happens. And it's, it's there's just so much of that little junk in our lives that one could be on sort of permanent irritation or permanent hostile feeling. And that is absolutely not good for your marriage. Right. It's not good for you. But it really isn't good for your relationship. So, you know, you know that stuff is going to happen. And when he says trifles, what he means is what, you know, the title of that book that was so famous, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Mm -hmm. Most of it is small stuff. Some of it is earth shattering. Absolutely. Fine. You can get all upset about that. But the little stuff, the tire that blew out, the, the, you know, the dry cleaners didn't have your, your clothes or they couldn't get that stain out or your boss, your colleague was snarky with you. It's all little stuff in the sense that it is not truly life impacting. Okay. Can I, unless you make it so. Yeah. Yes, I yes, of course. A, it, this might seem like a very obvious question, um, mm-hmm. but I think it might help some people. How do you know if it's small stuff? If it hasn't in a major way altered your existence. For example, your tire blows out. Right. You coast to the side of the road. No harm to anyone in the sense that you didn't, you didn't get whiplash. You didn't run into another car. Uh, you didn't roll over in the ditch. Okay? That's small stuff. It's annoying. It's not fun. You're going to be late for your appointment, but you have your cell. You're able to call and tell them you're going to be late. Okay. Because I want to say that I think that's a great example because I think blowing out a tire is one of those things where people find somewhat extraordinary and that it happens once who knows how many years, right? Like it's just a common occurrence. And so I think when something like that happens, it seems like a big deal because it's so rare but when you break it down like you just did, it's mm-hmm. it's small stuff no. because it's really yeah. n- no harm, no foul, it's, essentially, other, exactly. outside of your now, here's the difference. inconvenience. Exactly. Here's the difference. Your tire blows out. You ram into the car in front of you. The car behind you rams into you. Everybody goes to the hospital. That's big stuff. Right. That's worth getting upset about. Mm-hmm. Although in my book, it's still not, it's still, you know, okay, let's, let's try to chill and let's try to fix it as best we can. But that, that's different. There was harm. It's interesting where you set the bar, right? Because yep. um, like you said, that's still, like that's big stuff. But even in your book, you know, uh, because I it's think- It's fixable. Right, it's fixable. And I think for some people, that bar is all the way to, if it's not life and death- <laughs> Or if it's not right. b- 
like life altering, debilitating, then it still falls in that like small stuff category. And I know every one of us has people in their lives who are across the spectrum, right? Like I got friends who can handle everything. And then I have other friends that just like lose it on the smallest little thing. So yeah, it's really interesting where the bar gets set. Yeah, and I think that's something for each of us to look at in our own minds because it does impact the quality of our relationships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your bar is somewhere around, I misplaced my keys, chicken little, the sky is falling, <laughs> right. uh, that's not really going to be great for your relationship. Because uh-huh. you can't help it. You're, how you feel and express your feelings and your, your upsets and so forth bleeds out onto your spouse. Mm-hmm. Unless you turn into a stone wall, which of course isn't good either. Yeah. Or, or I was going to say the other thing is because I'm, you know, I'm human, I got emotions. And when I have like a frustrating day or something, I try to express Mm -hmm. it to Jess that, um, this isn't you, this isn't about you. This is exactly done. This is me and I'm having a day. Um, and if my attitude or my tone or whatever seems off, like just know that this is not you. Uh, so don't, don't internalize it. And so, you know, I feel like in a healthy relationship, they're able to do that. And other times they, you know, you question the intention or the sincerity behind it. Well, of course, because you don't know if someone's just, you know, going around the house, grumbling and grousing, you don't know, did I do something wrong? You don't know. It's just because they had a sucky day at work. You don't know unless they open their mouth and, and say, Hey, it's not you, babe. We're good. We're good. Okay. But it's this colleague or coworker or whatever. Right. And then you can get the support that you need. Because um, there's that too. So, um, tranquility uh, obviously has a wonderful place in any marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there another virtue that you would like to mention? I saved what I consider the best for last. Okay. Because this one's going to be so unexpected. Okay. <laughs> Humility. Ah. <laughs> Aha. Uh-huh. And in this, Ben says very simply imitate Jesus and Socrates. Now, most of us are somewhat familiar with Jesus, but maybe not so familiar with Socrates other than, yeah, you recognize the name. But what I found absolutely fascinating is the, the gist of this is undersell and overdeliver. Mm. In other words, it's not up to you to say what an absolutely superb wife or an absolutely marvelous husband you are. It's up to your spouse to say, gosh, honey, that was great. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what you want to do is be, be, just be great. Be that, that wonderful spouse, however you envision that. And then give credit to others. We're back to my favorite thing in this life, which is appreciation. Right. Mm-hmm. In other words, when you're appreciating the heck out of your wife or husband, then it's bound to bounce back to you. It just is. It's going to happen. But you don't do it for that. Never, 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 never. You appreciate out of sincere, again, we're back to number one, sincerity, mm-hmm. out of sincere gratitude for him or her, whatever it is. And I want to tell you a story because okay. I just – this. this struck me is so serendipitous. So, last week, our – a minister in her sermon was talking about how at no point in time when Jesus performed a miracle, did he turn around and say, look how great I am. Boy, was I great. Did you see how great I was when I did that? Look at that. I walked on water or whatever. I mean, 
Right. And we, the whole congregation just burst out laughing because that's so antithetical to the image or the understanding that we have of uh, the man Jesus. So, anyway, I thought, you know, I have had, when I was a practicing therapist, so many wives say to me, why does he behave like he just won World War III because he took out the trash? Mm-hmm. And wives do it on the other end. You know, look, I got the car in the garage. Right. <laughs> aren't I great? So, it's the aren't I great part that we really don't need to do. On the contrary, if, if your responsibility is take out the trash or, I don't know, park the car correctly in the garage every night or whatever it is, is just do it. Be great. Do that consistently, That you whatever it is that you've agreed to do. And let your spouse be the one to say, oh, my goodness, I so appreciate that you... You just do that without grousing or, you know, saying how wonderful you are or anything else. You just do it. Thank you so much. Well, I think on that point, that that is the point. That's the reason why people boast, right? It's because they're not getting the acknowledgement of the work that they're doing, right? Correct. Or they think it's never enough. Or, right, right. Or they, yeah, exactly. And if you think that it's never enough, that one thank you isn't sufficient, then you need to look inside at yourself. Mm-hmm. You're feel, you've got an insecurity there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Most, most people who over-aggrandize um, are feeling unloved, usually starting with by themselves. I mean, here we're delving into, you know, deeper stuff, but that is the root of it. And you yeah. don't, you preferably are not laying that all over your spouse. Right, right. Um, now, one final quick follow-up to this humility thing. Um, mm-hmm. Does social media change that? Because... Um, How so? You have a lot of people... Um, I have a lot of people on my feed who uh, brag about those small things online for recognition from the community. And... Mm-hmm. Like we were just talking about how, well, people will brag because they're not getting it at home. Do you mm-hmm. find that if they're not getting it at home, they're able to go online and get it and that's sufficient? Or if, is it some, you know what I mean? Like, does that change anything if they're doing it, but they're just doing it in a different way? Well, let's put it this way. What we call internal validation, meaning the the appreciation that you show yourself for yourself is always superior to external validation, which is what you get from the outside world. In terms of the benefits to yourself, your psyche, your overall mental well-being. Mm-hmm. So, fancy words to say simply that. Sure, it's better on your, it's less of a weight on your marriage if you get whatever it is that you need um, outside there on social media, but you're still getting it from the wrong place. Got now, it. a little bit is wonderful. A little bit is great. It's like, you know, uh, me saying to you, you know, oh, God, I published my book. I'm so pleased. I'm so happy. That's, that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've said to me. And, and that's perfectly wonderful. But I don't go on week after week, month after month, bragging about how terrific I was to have written the silly thing. Right. Because I, I feel enough from within that please that I did this thing, whatever it is. And so it doesn't matter whether it's taking out the garbage or cooking a meal or planning a vacation together or sorting out the budget. It doesn't really matter what it is. After you've received one, some expression of appreciation, 
really you, you need to be doing it on your own with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, grabbing it from social media is okay, but again, you're not feeding what needs to be fed, which is yourself with yourself. Self-love. I, I, I want to... Which is not just a concept. <laughs> right. Self-love is a very... Yeah, it's a very fundamental, important thing that we do for ourselves. It's not just sort of new age foo-foo. Yeah, no, I'm glad you used the word important because that's how I feel about it as well. And I, and I yeah. brought that up and I asked that question um, not because I wanted to be critical of people who post things online um, because I do – like my thing is one of the reasons I love social media so much is because I, I have a lot of connections I've made over decades – uh, uh, mm-hmm. of people from a variety of walks of life who I'm not able to stay in constant communication with in a traditional sense. Mm-hmm. And so if they didn't mm-hmm. go online and brag about some accomplishment that they've done, I would never know mm-hmm. about it, but I want to know about it. So I'm grateful that right. they actually go online and do it. So I just wanted to say that I'm not, I was just curious from, you know, your uh, your thoughts on the subject matter about like how that has modified things or if it's modified things, not to be mm-hmm. critical of people who do that. Because like you said, Absolutely uh, not. I recently uh, co-authored my very first book and I sh- sure as hell went online Yay. and told the world that I did it. So um, Yay. yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a very good book, by the way, for those of you who are, who are eager to read it. It's really wonderful. Thank you. Um, and I won't be coy. Uh, the title of the book is Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. Uh, and um, yeah, so I, I I took what I've learned from these podcasts and my time with Hitched and interpersonal communication skills and partnered with a brilliant uh, coach who is very much a life coach in that sense. Um, and we, we co-authored this book that I'm really proud of. So I hope you guys <laughs> check it out. Um, so, uh, wrapping up here, Noel, did you have any other final thoughts or tidbits you wanted to get in here before we button this one up? Well, simply that there are no doubt virtues, if you will, or character traits, habits that you might like to develop for yourself that we haven't mentioned. And I would suggest that, you know, you give that a little thought and, Work on it. In other words, if, if what you want to learn is mindfulness or to be mindful, then Google it, uh, buy a book, whatever, learn a little bit and make it an active pursuit. Give yourself a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, to learn more about it. And just like Ben Franklin, you'll find that success in whatever it is, your, your marriage or just with yourself, success follows on the heels of developing these kinds of habits. Um, I think he, he gave us something really quite wonderful uh, in terms of an example to follow. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. And I love the idea, uh, that it, which, which you started this podcast with, with, which is how he would take one of these virtues and then delve into it mm-hmm. and try to improve himself yep. uh, within that virtue. Yep. And, uh, you know, me coming from a sports background, like this is how I got better in sports. It was like, oh, I couldn't mm-hmm. throw the ball the way that I wanted or I couldn't hit a shot in wrestling the, the way that I wanted to. And so I would focus on very specific techniques and I would like drill it and drill it, and drill it and drill it until it became second nature to me. And then I could move on mm-hmm. to the next thing. And so to think about being able to do that with mindfulness or gratitude or humility or sincerity mm-hmm. – it's mm-hmm. it's really encouraging because I think a lot of times people think, well, this is who I am. And it was like, no, no, mm-hmm. you get to develop who you are. Like it's an ongoing process. You just have to be, to your point, mindful and focus on it. And then 
work on those traits and you absolutely can change your life by doing those things. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. I love it. Yes. Um, well, with that, Noel, uh, we will wrap it up. So um, like always, this was uh, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. And I look forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you, Steve. And I want to remind everyone listening that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Noel is the author of many best-selling books, uh, including her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, her newest book out is called Happy, Healthy, Dead. It is a fantastic book about how to live a active, healthy, happy lifestyle. It's very much in the title, I think. Um, all, you know, <laughs> up until your 80s, 90s, 100 plus years old, um, all the way up to the very end. So it's not this like long, meandering, uh, hospital bed ridden, you know, existence for 20 years. It's it's living an active lifestyle to the end and tells great stories and, and why and how that happens. So check it out. Um, you can get this information at our website, noelnelson.com. You can also get it at our website, hitchmag.com. Uh, along with um, thousands of articles, hundreds of podcast episodes. And um, as I always recommend, um, sign up for our newsletter. It's free. It goes out weekly, so it's not like overwhelming and spammy. Uh, and it highlights the, um, the top articles from the week, including each week's um, episode. So check that out as well. Uh, so uh, that is going to do it for us this week. Until next time, take care, everybody. About you.